You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On today's episode, we hope to encourage you and lift you up in your Christian walk. But before we we get into encouragement and lifting you up, I want to just start here with a, a funny question, or hopefully funny question. So Ben, what's, what is the most embarrassing moment you've had in middle school or high school or, or whenever? Phil, I, I will tell you, I have never had an embarrassing moment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, I'm sure there's tons, but the one when you ask me this uh, that comes st- directly into mind is a moment in sixth grade math. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if any of our listeners were in my sixth grade math class, but if they are, then maybe they'll let me know if they remember this moment. But there was this moment in sixth grade math, and, uh, you know, it's sixth grade so you are starting to go from that age where girls are gross, where you're kind of starting to like girls, <laughs> and they're the, that's the first year where they have like school dances, and it's very weird, it's very awkward. Middle school is a very awkward time, and so there's this, you know, we're in math class. There's this cute girl sitting behind me, and all of a sudden I have to fart, and I'm, you know I'm doing anything I can not to fart because it was a bad fart for whatever reason. I don't remember what I ate that day. I just remember this moment, and I'm just I'm squeezing and I'm moving. I'm trying to do whatever I can not to fart, and then out of nowhere, but we all know where it came yeah. from. <laughs> there, there was like this this ear piercing fart. And the room went quiet. That's how loud it was. I mean, the wow. teacher stopped teaching and he turned and looked at me because he, I mean, it was impossible not to know where this came from. And he looked at me and I forget what he said, but he said something. He acknowledged the fact that I farted and that was a very loud fart and everyone's staring at me and I just, I'm like, oh God, what do I do now? And yeah, I remember that moment. I think about it a lot. Not a lot, a lot, but <laughs> enough to not not forget it, you know? Yeah. What about you, Phil? What is your most embarrassing moment? Um. Well, I've had lots and lots of embarrassing moments. Um, I try not to to let them bother me because it seems like any every time that I turn around, I'm doing something embarrassing. Yeah, I got you. And But anyways, in middle school, I, I think it might have been 8th grade or 7th grade. It was one of them. And I remember we just got out of gym class. And everybody's, you know, after class, everyone's filled the hallways, you know, everybody and the school's in the hallway. And we're walking back from gym, and I was talking to one of my friends with my head turned right at him. I'm talking at him while I'm walking. And all of a sudden, I run right into a vending machine. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those moments where you can kind of look around, hope no one saw you everybody saw me run straight into a vending machine. Just, I'm sure if it was in slow motion, my face would have been squished in half. Gosh. And I just remember, like, everybody laughing in the hallways, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a pretty funny moment, really. But I'm yeah. sitting like, I can't believe that I just ran into a vending machine. Hey, well, you know, that happens. Maybe you knocked something loose for someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll get into... Uh, our episode. So, so Ben, let me just tell you this, that God is not done with you. Yeah. I, I hope that the listeners listening to this can be encouraged by this, um, but that God is not done with us. Yeah. And he'll never be, there'll never be a moment that God 
is done with us um, until the day that Jesus comes and we're up in heaven. And even then, if we if we if we wanted to dig, we're not going to do that because maybe we'll do another episode on heaven. But um, we not we're not really done in heaven either. Mm. Um, we continue to we made the work. Yeah, we're, we continue to work. We, we're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're gonna, we're going to continue to do those things. Um, so we're never going to be done. God's never not going to be done with us. Well, but, Philip, I, I wonder. Do you have any scriptural evidence to back up that statement? <laughs> yeah. We're going to turn to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, which says this, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Ben, what do you think about that verse? You know, I think it's, as far as just taking a single verse and looking at what it says and what it means, I feel like this is a very straightforward verse. Yeah. Because you should always look at things in context. But just looking at, I, I am sure of this, that he who started the good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We know what that means. Mm-hmm. That means that, that Jesus has a plan for us and that he's not, going to, he's not going to quit on that plan. He's going to keep moving forward with it. Until until his return, until the day of Christ Jesus, as, mm-hmm. as my version of the Bible puts it, uh, and I think that's that's very telling. I think it can be very comforting, and and like what we're saying, it can be very encouraging. Uh, and and I, one thing that I would put with this is that the the plan doesn't change. Some of the details might change because even though God doesn't change, we do. Mm-hmm. So you know that might look different because of our own action, but God is is not going to change. And I think that's super important to remember. Yeah. And you mentioned it. You said, you know, just just in the verse itself, it, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But let's put it in context just a little bit. We won't go super far into it because I think Philippians as a whole is the context of Philippians. Mm-hmm. You really got to read Philippians to understand all of it. And we could sit here and read the whole book yeah, if you'd like. <laughs> we could. And, and I know from previous uh, episodes, we've talked about mm-hmm. Philippians because really good stuff uh, in it. But anyways, Paul here is is writing to the Philippians. Um, he's thanking them for, um, in the beginning it says their partnership with him in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that he's going, he's praying with all joy. And if you know Philippians, it's all about joy, suffering, those types of things. But the reason it's about suffering is because when Paul's writing this, he's in chains. So think about this verse in the context. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion till the day of Christ Jesus. Paul's writing this while he's in chains. If we look further into into this passage, he says, I am in chains or def- or defending the confirming of gospel. All of you share in God's grace with me. Mm. He's saying, I am in chains. But even if we are in chains, God's still not done with us. God continues to, to, to be with us. We see through so many Old Testament characters that God could have easily said, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, he could have said, you know, to, to Moses after he's in the wilderness that he's done with him. Um, he could have said it to Joshua. He could have said it to David. He could have said it to so on and all. He could have said it to Jonah. Yeah. All of them. Because each and every one of them made mistakes. Each mm-hmm. and every one of them um, a lot. And we see it very big in a lot of, a lot of characters where like, that would make sense, God, if you were done with them. Yeah. But God continues to do His work 
and he's willing to use imperfect people to display his power, glory, and his awesomeness. Yeah, uh, Phil, like what you were saying with those Old Old Testament characters, I think going through, there is a chapter in Hebrews, and we've talked about it before, but it's called like the the, the heroes of the faith, mm-hmm. and it's a very um, a very detailed, succinct, I think is the proper word, a very succinct. Uh, description of the Old Testament and the different things that heroes of the Old Testament did that were faithful. And I, I can't remember right in this moment if it does talk about some of their shortcomings, but every one of those characters, for the most part, maybe shy of one or two, had flaws and they did bad things. Like, you know, Abraham lied about who his wife was and almost caused an entire nation to become under God's judgment. And, mm-hmm. and Moses murdered someone and, and, uh, Saul went nuts, and and David committed adultery and mm-hmm. and and also committed murder via proxy by sending this guy to the front lines to be killed. Mm-hmm. So, so Phil, I think what I what I want to ask you now is: Does God use us in our failures? Like, can He use us though we may fail? Um, yeah, obviously, all the people that you just said had failures. And I don't believe there'd be anybody that would be listening to this that would say that they've never failed in the eyes of God. Because the Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God, for all have sinned. Um, so, but I do want to throw a verse here in Psalms uh, that kind of helps us understand that God uses us in our, in our failures and that he can actually turn our failures into something that can be upheld in his eyes. Um, so Psalms 37, 23 through 24 says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fail for the Lord upholds him with his hands. This verse, basically I can sum it up that God is our strength. That even when we're down in the dumps, that even when we stumble, even when, you know, we fail in the eyes of the world, that that the Lord is the one who upholds us with his hands. Mm. He's the one that lifts us up. He's the one that encourages us. He's the one that, that, that makes us who we are in Christ. And I think that when we understand that when we delight in what the verse says, says delight, who, whoever delights in him, mm. whoever obeys his commands, whoever uh, prays, whoever reads his word, whoever really just engulfs himself in God engulfs himself in Christ Jesus, um, understands that though he may stumble, he will not fail mm. or she will not fail because they understand where their strength comes from. Yeah, something something with this verse, though he, though he falls, though man falls, man will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him. And the most literal example I can find, I found of this in the Bible was Peter walking on the water. Peter was walking on water on the raging waves mm-hmm. because Jesus called him out and he got out onto those waves and he started to doubt. He started to fear. He got focused on the waves instead of on Jesus. We've all heard this story preached. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to sink. He starts to become literally overwhelmed by these raging waters. And what does Jesus do? He reaches out his hand and supports Peter and pulls him back up. Now, he does get reprimanded. He does say, you know, why did you doubt? You have little faith. Mm -hmm. But Jesus supports him. Peter is becoming overwhelmed, but he cries out to Jesus, and Jesus does not let him down. He supports him. 
And I think that um, going into that literal sense, there is something there about establishing his steps because he established Jesus established Peter's steps on the water. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. this is some literal verses to application right there. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we want to jump to the Old Testament and talk about their failures because I think we see more of the the storyline. We we really it's like we're actually walking with them. We're seeing every all their glories and all their mistakes. You see that in the New Testament, but you see so much of Jesus, you see so much of him not stumbling and and then we get to this idea that that way we got to we got to walk in his steps. We got to walk in the steps of Jesus. That's a that, those are some big steps to fill. But like I said with this with that verse in in Psalms, you can't do it without Jesus establishing the steps. Peter couldn't even attempted to walk on water unless Jesus established his steps, mm-hmm. like you were saying. And I think there's even more there about fixing our eyes, but that also I think would go straight, you know, right along with delighting in him as well. Um, you know, the fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah. That's where your eyes need to be. So let me ask you, Ben, you know, with all this, with 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 knowing that God's not done with us, knowing that, that even when we fail, God can still use us, how does a person remain in the delight of the Lord or remain or persevere in the Lord or those things? That's a good question. And I think there there are multiple answers, but the, the avenue that we're going to talk about today that, that we want to go down is, is the idea that when we remain steadfast, when we remain true to christ even through trials because it's okay to go through trials and it's okay to doubt we see Mm -hmm. doubt several times throughout scripture and as long as you're coming back to christ to christ as long as you're staying faithful through that doubt it's okay and it's almost i'm not going to say encouraged it's not encouraged but it's okay to doubt but we, we remain steadfast we we run the race we finish the race strong and then we see the reward Mm -hmm. and and to talk about that reward i have james 1 12 and it's Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Now, we should love God because he's God, and he's great, and he's the master and creator of the universe, and we should love Jesus because of his sacrifice on the cross. Mm -hmm. But there is a reward for remaining steadfast. And and the Bible talks about how we'll cast crowns at the feet of Jesus, the feet Mm -hmm. of God. And that's beautiful, and that's great. Here, just for this one moment, focusing on the fact that there is something waiting for us, mm-hmm. that our our endurance is not in vain. That That's very hopeful and that's very encouraging, especially in times of discouragement, especially in times of suffering. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, it just shows how great our God is. Mm-hmm. That not only would he save us from destruction, not only would he create a world for us and even give us responsibility over it, but he gives us even more. Um, he gives us so much more. He says, you know, like you read, we'll receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Always remember to continually love the Lord. Not because of some crown of life. Not because of something you might think that's in heaven waiting for you. But love him because he is to be loved. Mm-hmm. 
Um, love him because of his sacrifice. Love him because he created the world. Love him because he is the God who establishes our steps. The God who gives us strength. The God that makes the impossible possible. I think that word there, and there's a lot of different words that are used in this translation. Like you, we said, you know, steadfast. There's used, but in the one that we read, you know, persevere under trial. Yeah. James talks about perseverance quite a bit. He talks about this idea of, of basically you're going to have trials, you're going to have tribulations, you're going to have suffering, you're going to have all these things. But he says in the very beginning, he says, consider it pure joy. He says, because all of that will produce in you perseverance mm-hmm. so that you might be able to possibly endure more, possibly endure something that would be so hard that the world wouldn't understand how anyone could persevere through it. And I think those are the times that we really, we see God move through somebody. You know, when they're, when the rain's falling on their head, but somehow they walk in joy. Yeah. So, you know, those who are, who are listening uh, to this episode, I know it's, I know that, you know, it's kind of simple. It's kind of a simple episode, but I hope that that you, Ben, and the people listening take this to heart. That there's purpose in your life. Mm. It's not for somebody else to find. It's not for for mom or dad to establish in your life. Or, or even a college degree to establish in your life. Some education. Only God can show you the purpose in your life. No. When we delight in Him. When we persevere under trial. When we understand that even if I fail. Even if I stumble. That He's going to establish my steps. Then we begin to understand the purpose and will of God, the purpose that God has for us individually, that vision that we talked about so long ago, it seems now, that vision in your life. So, so I encourage you with this. Remain steadfast to Jesus Christ. No other thing. Don't. It's so easy to put our loyalty in, in, in worldly things. And for some reason, it seems so hard to do it with the Lord. Yeah. So hard for us to to remain steadfast or loyal or faithful to to Jesus. And it seems like it should be that easy. But Jesus never himself said it was going to be easy either. He wouldn't say things like deny yourself or, or take up your cross or, or die to yourself or, or, those, or those things if he thought it was all going to be easy. He knew it wasn't. He knew what he had to do. He knew he'd have to go to the cross and he, he knew his disciples were probably going to go there too. And he did know. He knew that someone would go to the cross. And he knew that all but one, and even that one had some, <laughs> had some unfortunate things happen to him. Mm-hmm. But all of them end up dying for their faith, end up dying for Jesus. Now, I know that doesn't maybe seem like it's encouraging there, but... Always remember that blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will see the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. I would, when we are talking about enduring and we're talking about staying in Christ, something that comes to my mind, especially when we're in James, always when I am in James personally, because I, I think there's a reason why, but for some reason I've always linked James with the fruits of the spirit. And and so when you're looking at enduring and enduring through trials, my thought always is, well, how? You, you can say endure through trials, 
but you never say how. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people sometimes get tripped up. And the fruits of the Spirit, to me, is the answer to that question. So the fruits of the Spirit, if you don't know, is Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And, and, and there's a couple other places where they're touched on, but this is like the big verse. And it's, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. And, and looking at those, those fruits, the, the law is not against them. You can't have too much love. You can't have too much kindness. You can't have too much goodness. You definitely can't have too much self-control. Mm-hmm. And if you invest in those things, that's when perseverance becomes a lot easier. That's when steadfastness <laughs> <laughs> becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's putting your focus into those positive aspects instead of those negative ones. And and that's my big takeaway. That's my final thought. That how do we remain fed fed fast? How do we remain steadfast? How do we know that God isn't done with us? How do we know that it's okay to fail sometimes? Well, because God tells us. Because mm-hmm. there there are the, there's this list of things that we can invest in to know that God is not done with us. Mhm. So I think my final uh, response or my final word of encouragement to you would be this. Never give up. I know it's simple, but I think this is something that every believer needs to hear every day. And so if you're listening to it, take it to heart. Never give up. Never give up on the purpose and will of God. Never give up on those fruits of the Spirit. Um, Because those fruits of the Spirit can be difficult to do at times. Just never give up. Um, But this this, uh, weekly verse, and and also take this to heart too. John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. All right, well, that concludes this week's episode of Kingdom Faith. Thank you so much for listening. We just want to encourage you to like the episode, to share the episode, to go and give a word of encouragement to a friend, to a family worker, to a co-worker. Uh, I think I said that right. If I didn't, that's okay. Uh, we love you. We are praying for you. If you have a comment or request for an episode, just send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.